You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 167th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, it's Matt Allen in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And this is Spencer back in Boston. Guys, cross is coming. I heard that on a hashtag somewhere. How do you know about it? <laughs> speaking I... of hashtags, speaking of hashtags, let me just drop in there. Oh, okay. Visit our Instagram account at the Slow Ride Pod. Jesus. Go right ahead, Spencer. <laughs> uh... I, I saw many, many people doing cyclocross uh, this very weekend, no. so it is it is not only coming, it's here, it's happening, it's being practiced in our own backyards. Lock the front doors, lock the back doors, lock the garage, put the, put the cat in the attic, beware, because cross is coming. So... On a scale of one to ten, how ready is your bike? Ten being ready to ready to go, tires are glued, everything's ready. Uh, one being, oh no, I need to buy a bike. Oh, it's a ten. Are you kidding me? Ten? Okay, everything, Tim. Every, everything How's your was, cross bike? Everything was dialed last year, and it's still dialed this year. So your tires are gonna roll in the first race. Got it, <laughs> Tim. How's your bike? I'm, pr- bike I'm probably ready? sitting at a, a six. I've got a couple of problems. I still have that focus. Um, carbon cross bike great bike that's your with first canties. problem but i what i need to do is i need to um i need to i need to sell the grupo on there and get a campy group yeah. and then i also need to sell my um tubular wheels i'm going to be selling those mavic uh, helium tubulars just because i'm not going to race cross at all this i'm just grabbing gra- grinding gravel on it now and um, um i've got you know uh d- dad Dad Vision 2020 means I should probably sell some things I'm not using. Like I have, I sold my scooter. Do you guys remember my scooter? I do no. remember we scooter. Grand, I motor paced behind it one time. We, we had grand plans for that scooter to do a lot of motor pacing. Guess yep, what? Totally. Never really did it. So yeah. six years of just not motor pacing behind it, it was time mm-hmm. to sell the scooter. Um, so, you know, guys, it, it's just uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be that kind of cross season, right. and it's time to sell that. But Spencer Cross is coming, and mm-hmm. you may have uh, heard last week. Uh, I did see it in a couple of other publications, but I heard it here first on the Slow Ride podcast. That's a Jen's voice is actually going to be racing cyclocross this year at the Waterloo yeah. World Cup. A pretty impressive uh, scoop we had there. That is a big scoop. That is that is newsworthy. That is uh, stuff you haven't heard still yet to this day anywhere else but here, which means it's a hundred percent true for or- sure. Well, that's the kind of news that you would expect to get on Crosshairs or maybe Bike Shop Cross, other wide-angle podium network um, Mm -hmm. shows Mm -hmm. that people can subscribe to, people can uh, become supporters of. But -hmm. when they decide to become supporters of the wide-angle podium network and get all of those sweet gifts and everything Mm -hmm. that you can get for being a member, like a fidget spinner, here's the thing (laughs) Uh to remember. You get to select what show you buy the beer for, right? That's what I like to think. If you want to buy me a beer once a month for five bucks... I'm your guy because I told you about Jens Voigt racing at Cyclocross World Cup. That's a yep. that's pretty good uh, convincing argument. I I'm curious to see what those other guys have to say. They may say, uh, you know, Tim's kind of a lightweight. He doesn't need it. Support our show instead. But uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, obviously uh, August uh, for the for the remainder of August it is uh, the Wide Angle Podium Donor Drive. We are soliciting our listeners, our vast listenership. Um, you, you heard some of the numbers last week. There's a lot of you out there, and we love it. We love hearing from you. We love the emails. We love the reviews. We read them on the air whenever we get them. Um, but we need more of you to, uh, to, to step up and support the network. So you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get it from us for, for the rest of the month because it's donor drive time. So if you are a listener, if you've been a listener for a long time, if you enjoy our show, other shows on the network, um, 
you know, it's it's a good time to step up because you get a little bonus, a little extra. We've got a lot of different levels you can come in at. You get water bottles, you get stickers, you get all kinds of different things for all the different levels you can come in at uh, to meet your needs. And uh, most importantly, uh, everybody that signs up this month is getting a bonus water bottle. So even if you do the $5 a month, the lowest level, where you typically the rest of the year don't get any uh, any free goodies, you get a water bottle. So that alone is, is worth your five bucks. Um, little guy, have you? Uh, are you a, a fidget spinner kind of guy? Oh, I love me a fidget, fidget spinner. Yeah. The, I'm fidgeting I, I'm not with very one good right now. Them. You can't see it, but I'm just really... I'm, I'm not oh, very good. good. We're going to oh. have Wide Angle Podium Network fidget spinners. That's what I'm most excited about. Oh, there they are. Oh, God. I it's, actually it's, got one. it's right here. Can you, yeah, hear, that's, can you, can you hear me spinning? Oh, wow. Oh, man. oh, wow. Those do sound like ceramic bearings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the, you took the dust seals off, right, to make them a little bit faster for the, for the fidget time trial? Faster. Yeah. Yep. So we got custom orange-colored, Wide Angle Podium-colored... Uh, fidget spinners those are coming in at uh, at the $15 a month level <laughs> so you get that you get your sticker pack you get your bonus content uh it's it's you know it's the least you can do right. um, we really appreciate it let me just throw it out there um there's a variety of shows on the network we got the we got to hang out podcast out of portland oregon fantastic great interviews throughout they had um sasha from Finella workshop they've had um john prawley from the radivist Lots of great things there. Check out that show. You've got Dirtfield Recordings. Mm-hmm. That's Life in the Professional Peloton from a uh, um, great perspective. It's from in the, the – you want to know what's happening during the races. You want to know what it costs to run a team. That's the one you want to listen to. We have the Consummate Athlete Podcast, which answers the whole scope of cycling to also how to better nutrition, better like actual reporting that you know, is perfect. Not what you get they- from us. They go out and explore uh, all the things that, like, cyclists usually ignore because, you know, let's face it. I don't know if you guys know this, but cyclists can be a little bit maybe snooty, maybe a little elitist. Um, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes. Some people. Not not you, but, like, other okay. people. As long as it's not me. But, like, consummate athlete will go talk to yoga instructors. They, they'll go talk to NFL players. They'll go talk to yeah. NASCAR drivers. And they'll be like, hey, what do you do to stay fit? What do you do? What's your routine? All these things. And they're pulling that information out. And a shocking amount of it, you can relate to your cycling career. You know what I mean? Like your amateur cycling career. And like use that to better yourself, to make yourself a better bike racer. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's awesome. And then you've also got Crosshairs Radio. Everyone knows that with Bill. He's been crushing it in uh, the World the World Cup for mountain bikes. So he's going to be talking a little bit about that on his radio, which is their mountain bike um, mm-hmm. section. You have the Honest Bicycle Program um, as well out of the Boston area slash Minnesota slash just kind of everything. That's a fun podcast. And uh, they probably do a little bit better job of reading the reviews that they get on the um, uh, podcast. That, you know, I wish, I wish I could They're do also uh, heavily invested in uh, uh, reviewing whiskey. It's become kind of a thing there. So if you're a fan of whiskey and a fan of cycling, that might be your bag. And then the uh, the final one on the network is Bike Shop CX. We've talked countless times about it. Um, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Uh, yeah. My dad, who's actually in town uh, meeting uh, Heimar Zubeldia Tom's Boonen, um, was a uh, – He's a fan of that one. He's like, I don't even know what they're talking about half the time, but they seem like <laughs> nice guys. I take my bike to them, so yeah. uh, you know that's a uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, um, and you know, you know what's special about that show too is that it it existed for several years and it 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 fell out of production in 2013, and it has not been made for years. And Wide Angle Podium and the supporters that we've got, like allowed us to resurrect that show and it came back strictly because of the support we get here and that's the kind of thing that you can do and help support when you're giving us uh, a monthly donation or even a one-time donation we're always trying to bring you better content bring you more content bring you different content you're not getting this info on on cycling news you're not getting it on Vela news you're not getting it wherever like this is this is the stuff you want to hear that's right and 
I think, guys, let's let's. What they really want to hear are the uh, some of the listener emails. So, do you guys want to get into one of the uh, emails that we got this past week? I'm just gonna play with this fidget spinner. All right, that's fine. Um, I really like this email. We got an email. Subject line: Full Schleck. Hey guys, really enjoy your podcast. I know I should have uh, some good slow ride jokes, but I think uh, they're stuck in the Biltmore parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) So to. So to get on with my story question PSA, one of my non-cycling friends posted a picture of their 10-year-old daughter cringing in utter disgust as a small-town frozen custard burger joint. I'm just going to assume a, a Culver's. Um, and, and the 10-year-old was cringing because a, a bunch of cyclists came in in full spandex with their jerseys mm. unzipped to air out. Oh, Whoa. So. That. So okay. what is the slow ride take on such a display of full schleckedness? No. What and when is it okay to air out? How much unzip is acceptable? A quarter zip, a half zip, three quarter zip, or just show off the full under suspenders? So gentlemen, mm-hmm. what do you guys this, think? And for, for our listeners, the full is, schleck, let's describe the full schleck first. Okay. So we right. have a lot of new listeners over I mean, we've seen the download numbers, lots of new people. The full schleck. Little guy, what's the full Schleck uh, twenty second description? You unzip your jersey all the way, float, why, why flapping in the, the breeze. Because that's what the Schlecks do, man. They got to keep their chest cool when they climb. They climb faster <laughs> when their chests are cool. I don't all know. Right. It's just they're air cooled. So, gentlemen, yeah. and this comes to I, us from uh, Anthony, think... and and he signs it off by just saying uh, real quick, "Hey, let me know if you can navigate around all those other crappy stakes states." To get down here to Tulsa, Oklahoma for Tulsa Tough or Ruts and Guts, we'd love to have y'all for a live podcast. So, well, thanks. Uh, Ooh, I'm I'd happy like to, to see that we haven't totally burned the bridge of Oklahoma. So, uh, That's amazing. Little guy and Spencer, <laughs> can you walk so, into a Culver's with the full unzip? Here's the thing. So, for the record, I don't think they make uh, Luxembourg championship jerseys with a zipper. I just think you can't like you can't even close them from what i'm been led to believe um and i'm a huge fan of the full schleck uh you know more so in racing than on training rides uh because in training rides i tend to have a lot bunch of junk in my pockets and i don't like that flapping around that's just my personal preference y'all can do Mm -hmm. whatever you like but during a race oh man if there's a climb that lasts more than 60 seconds the full schleck is is happening, like for sure. Um, I'm probably off the back already, so it just helps me look like I was extra trying to any to the fan or two that are along the road. Um, but yeah, <laughs> let's I, be I, honest. There's no I, fans on the road. The, for, <laughs> for the wives and girlfriends, or yes, boyfriends and, and significant yeah, others, and perhaps a pet or two that uh, that can you know that's all right, but. I save it for the race course. You know, mm. I save it for the training ride. But, man, the second you stop pedaling and your foot comes down, that jersey, that zipper comes back I, up. So the full – yes. When the, when, the, when the foot goes down, the zipper comes back up. That might be the, uh, the key here. Uh, if you are walking into an establishment with your zipper even beyond quarter unzipped, that is disgusting. Now, as a former <laughs> – Employee, I used to work at Brugger's Bagels there on uh, Energy Park Drive. Little guy, you've uh, ridden past it a little bit. It's uh, yep. there in St. Anthony. The Twin Cities Bicycle Club used to come by there all the time. Mm. And they used to come into Brugger's every Sunday morning, and it sucked in the winter because, like, they'd hand you the dollars that would be all soggy with sweat. Like, yeah. just like – so do the, here's a PSA. One, <laughs> zip up your damn jersey because no one wants to see it. Second, <laughs> ride with like a Ziploc bag or some kind of plastic yes. bag that can keep your dollar bills. Or probably you just use yeah. a card so you don't have to hand someone like transmit them your sweat on paper. The baggie, uh, the baggie is important. Even, even when it's not going to rain, put everything in the baggie. That's, and, see, Tim, that's one way you put it in the bag or you use Spencer's technique, which is you get to the coffee stop and you say – Oh, dude, I forgot to bring my wallet again. Yeah. <laughs> and then I end up just paying for it. Now, that one works, too. Yeah, that, one wor- that one worked for, what, like five, six years in a row? At least, Here, yeah. Here's an old messenger secret. If you go on a ride and you don't have the Ziploc bag, just look for the FedEx uh, envelope yep, booth FedEx and box. just pull out the little, like, plastic cover that goes over the label of your FedEx Next Day Air package, and then you can keep your things dry. Now, back to the full Schleck. I have been on rides where I've gotten to the start here in florida 
Like the ride hasn't even left yet. People are like unloading their cars and people are already at full schleck before they even start riding. Mm. That is also not allowed. Uh, that's a, I think that's, you're you amongst friends. No. You're amongst friends. Little guy, you got to at least put in a little bit of effort to unzip it. I no guess. hands when you're Florida's riding your bike. Hot. I mean, if I was in Florida, I'd probably have to show up naked to a ride. I'd be dying. I can't take that heat. I'm from Minnesota. Speaking of saying. which, have you seen the uh, pictures of Conor McGregor training for his upcoming boxing match with other uh, human superstar Floyd Mayweather? And he's been riding his bike without a jersey. Like he's just wearing bibs around to show off his his muscles. I guess I don't know. It's really a bad trend. It's a it's a really bad trend that's out there right now. Of just yeah. Well, really you know, dudes. we have to blame for that is Mario. It's yeah, Super uh, Mario thing. Yeah, but that was a while back. Yeah. No, he, so. a while back, I'm pretty sure I just saw a picture recently that someone yeah. was like, oh, he's 50 oh, years really? old, and he's sprinting up a mountain with just shorts on, not even bibs, just shorts. And I can't believe we're letting that slide. You I mean, another... I know he's a cycling <laughs> god, but that is that is a serious fraud offense. If you saw anybody else doing that, like on the local greenway, on the bike path, you would, you'd be like, nope, unacceptable. You'd, you'd call the bike police on that. And then uh, Tom uh, Tom Haynes says, up. Hey guys, when you first introduced the draft corner feature, I'm pretty sure you mentioned something about picking teams for a bar fight. When you're going to do, when are you going to do this? Because seriously, um, oh, you know, yeah. I would put I would pick Nasir Buhani because I'm pretty sure that that guy just gets in bar fights, and uh, yeah. he's a former boxer. So who would you guys pick as your first uh, first pick on your bar fight team out of the cycling uh, landscape? Oh, just let's just rider? assume. Let's just assume Nasir Buhani cannot be taken. Okay. Hmm. What, okay. Who would you bring to a bar with you to fight Nasir Buhani? <laughs> well, well, I'd oh. I'd bring Cavendish then, man, because you know he wants to. <laughs> See, I, you got to bring. I, I would a, say like like is he your heavy like like Cavendish? Hmm. I think would be a really good like mafiosa like henchman that like kind of sneaks up on you to breaks your knees. Hmm. Uh, well, I know if I, I need. Would take. If I need out a big tough dude, I bring Stein Vandenberg. Oh yeah, always, always, always willing to do the work off the front. Uh, kind of, kind of. We've seen him sometimes uh, chase down his own leaders, so he'd kind of be like, "What's the deal, boss? What you didn't want me to punch that guy? Oh, he's on our team." You know, I'm sure he talks like a a New so York at, goon from the is that okay? from I was the fifties. Is that a yeah, yeah? All right. ah, coppers are coming, eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what what about you, Spencer? Who do you got? Um, I'm thinking I would go a different direction. I think I would um I would look at somebody like a Steve Cummings. And that's not gonna sound like a very good Silent pick. Assassin. But ah. yeah, I'm thinking he's gonna be the guy reading the newspaper in the back of the bar that you didn't even notice was there, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> ooh knife right between the ribs. You never even or, saw it coming. And he it, and he left before the bartender saw you hit the ground. Well, no, we could go Benkoff then. I mean, he literally. I mean, that's his nickname. I mean, I think, I think we should take <laughs> we should take that nickname at face value that he is packing heat and he's probably got a silencer on that thing. I mean, I think. Well, know. I think that I, I do like the Steve Cummings in the um, like he probably has a, one of those newsy caps on. And he's just reading the newspaper. Um, he's probably wearing some glasses. That uh, yeah, that, that could be a good one, Spencer. I would think the first pick that I would have would be uh, Bond villain himself, Andre Greipel. Um, oh, yeah. But since he can't win a, a tour stage, you know, it's kind of like he's he's fallen down a little bit. So, jeez, oh, wow. I, you know, Kick what I'm going to go with. Down. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this question all week, and I was kind of uh, freaking out on who I would not freaking out, but I was like, oh, who would I actually pick to? Um, to do this right and then i saw the bink bank tour win of one large boom and how angry he was when he came across the finish line doing the whole like uh you know salute uh forearm salute to to his sponsors and i was like you know what i want that guy on my bar fight team i think yeah. that guy could probably throw down a little bit he could yeah he probably could lower the boom oh oh well <laughs> boom indeed so <laughs> You know, I've always I told you guys that I always wanted to go for Halloween as a boom mic operator, right? So yeah. maybe I go as a boom mic operator wearing a lotto jumbo kit and then I could be a boom boom mic operator. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. That's Only pretty good. 
only one or two people in America will get it, but it's solid. Well, I always thought a boom mic operator would be a really good Halloween costume when you go to the party because then you could like just walk around with the microphone and like listen into people's conversations and just yeah, kind of be the guy in the corner a, across the room. You're just reaching the thing over and poking yeah. them in the head, and it'd like, be, a, it'd oh, be hey, pretty. Sorry. And you could probably pull it off in a cyclocross bike race if you needed to, because all you need is like a fishing vest with some wires and then just like a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out of your bag back or something. Yeah. Uh, and then if you, if you do it really well, when someone's taking like a selfie or something at the party, all of a sudden just like the boom mic comes in. So like, <laughs> it's like the boom mic yeah. is uh photo bombing the selfie. That'd be pretty uh, funny. I like it. Solid. Okay. Yeah. Um, were you guys impressed by Lars Boom's uh, salute thousand Swiss franc fine? Was it worth it? Cause this is not the first time that he's been a little angry. No. Uh, I was, yeah, Ivan, I think it was, was like Ivan Gatti, Gatto, Gatti that did that? Like, like when we first started watching this, like, like 2003. Well, well then there's the woman, the, uh, Arndt, right? The, uh, the woman, yeah. uh, uh, German, like world champion at the world mm-hmm. championships, like, or was it the Olympics where she gave the uh, middle finger salute? I think yeah. it was world championships. Yeah. A little bit ago. Yeah. It's, uh. Uh, it's, it's nice to see a little passion with him since he's sort of been anonymous well, in the cycling ranks. That whole race itself, the Bink Bank, like that, Yeah. once again, it finished at the Tom Dumoulin Cycle Park, which is better known as the headquarters for Hammer Series 1. Mm-hmm. Like, they, and he won the thing overall. Coincidence? I know. And, I know. It's pretty pretty amazing, that whole race. I, that was, yeah, was totally, uh, like, he wins on his home track. Mm, kind of weird. And uh, Yeah. But anyways. A little suspicious. That's that race series. I watched a little bit. Um, also, the Colorado Classic is going on, which I guess is now the the official name of the Quiznos Pro Cycling Challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty. I haven't really been watching too much out there. And then the big news, of course, the Arctic Race of the Nor- of Norway, which is probably my favorite race of this time of year. Dylan Toons takes the overall twenty nine seconds over August Jensen of you know a Norwegian from Team Co op. That was pretty Toons, cool. Toons has been on a tear, Tim. I, yes. I got to hand this one to you. You you actually hitched your cart uh, to to a quality horse this time. An actual yeah. rising star. Yeah, he's 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 been tearing it up the last month. So what I'm surprised is you. that he hasn't had a really downfall yet. Like I'm yeah. not going to talk about him anymore <laughs> to do him yeah, a favor. That's probably a good idea because. We we don't want to get suspicious. I don't think there's anything to be suspicious about, but we know your re- your track record. So, um, well, little guy. In a second here, we are going to talk about um, the Vuelta. Obviously, big news there. A little bit of silly season. I do want to uh, give a shout out. I was watching uh, Red Bull TV. We've talked about it in the past. I know mm-hmm. we're mostly road focused and cycling culture and all that, and just kind of biked them. Um, but mountain biking, we don't talk enough about the mountain bike world cup was in Mount St. Anne, Quebec, Canada, uh, for the 26th year in a row or whatever, longest mm-hmm. running, uh, track. The downhill race was absolutely insane to watch. I highly recommend anyone. You can get on redbull.tv for free. Um, you just log in. They have the coverage, watch the final, like 15 runs, 10 runs. It's going to take you about 30 minutes of the downhill race. Okay. Aaron Gwynn, the American, and it's pouring rain. And I was sitting there watching it with uh, Hymar, and we're, we're watching. He's asleep on my lap. Pouring rain. And, the, you know, the people are going, and uh, we're talking the, you know, the big-name downhillers. They're, they're slipping and sliding. They're losing, like, 30 seconds to a guy that went earlier in the day that had never won a World Cup, but it was drier, so he had a faster time. Aaron Gwynn, the American national champ, comes out and absolutely slays it. An epic run that I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs and poor Heimar is like starting to wake up and and my, Sarah's like, what's going on? And I'm like, Bethany, oh my God, watch this. And <laughs> epic. Check it out. The okay. mm-hmm. Fantastic. Totally worth it for free. Okay. Especially. I haven't watched much of that, which is my own stupid fault because every time i have i have tuned into it when you recommended it it, it's totally been worth the downhill the downhill coverage is great the cross-country races are cool i went back and watched when uh uh what's his name uh um vander uh vanderpool what Mm -hmm. like a second in germany and they're all like we don't know who this guy is and you're like 
That what was do you mean? And he's on the front row, and he's there with uh, yeah. you know the big the big names with Nino, and uh, he's beating uh, beating up on Absalon. It was great, fantastic. Yeah, stuff. that was a good race. That one I actually watched. That was that was a lot of fun. So, anyways, Cross Dork and me had to watch. Check it out. Go ahead, yeah. Spencer. No, I was just gonna say you're 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 right. That one is definitely worth watching. Um, yeah, I watched it last weekend. So, check. I'll out. mention this quick. If if we're if we're if we're talking about things to look up, YouTube videos of cool things to look up. Look up the Dwar Dwar's Door Het Hagland. Happened like a week and a half ago. If you like watching cyclocross racers, stick it to roadies. Um, it was a great race. You can find like last 10k. Vanderpool wins with Wout coming a, a third on the podium with taco right in the middle so you know it's a sweet finish but it's that's it's a pretty amazing far, podium where taco's in the middle you think taco's taco in the middle the you think you'd be on one of the sides but Jesus. one of the coolest finishes it's like a crunch wrap supreme at that point if it's in the middle because that means that the flower goes no, over no, the, no. well that would be if, a gordita no no it's what? just like a taco bell creation you they put a taco on a taco on a taco with a vanderpool and an art on the side okay think of yeah. they it's Two ninety nine at Taco Bell right now, all through cross season. Not even the dollar menu. This is bullshit. I'm not watching. And, that. and little guy, dude, it's race three called? riders together. <laughs> Dwar Dorhet Hegland. Okay, Dwar's probably pronouncing he- he- that Hegland. Okay, check it out. This is, it's like a week a week old at this point. But man, the last ten k are there's dirt, there's cobbles, there's climbs, there's streets that are about four feet wide. It's it's off the hook. It's it's great. All right. nice. I, I watched it, it like out. three times. Whoa! I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride Podcast. And here we are once again for another Prem Lap on the Slow Ride Podcast. And uh, hey. My dad's in town, and he's been asking me nonstop to take the uh, health IQ quiz with him. So I am going to go take a health IQ quiz, health IQ quiz with him in a little bit. And he pointed out that it's actually a pretty sweet deal because health IQ hooks you up with the uh, the insurance, right? Like they hook you up with the life insurance. So you go to healthiq.com slash slow ride, and then they're going to get your information and then fight for you to get better rates uh, because you're a healthy individual. And you can prove that you're a healthy individual – by taking some of these pretty easy quizzes and whatnot, it helps us uh, stay solvent as a uh, as a podcast and a network. So we really do appreciate everyone that goes to healthiq.com slash slow ride to find out more about life insurance. Yeah. 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 Um, Health IQ, they're, like Tim said, they're a life insurance company that celebrates the health conscious, uh, including cyclists. But they also uh, work with runners, with triathletes, with with all kinds of, uh, of different healthy people. And that's, that's how they can do what they do. And if you're like, Oh, whatever, you know, how much are they really going to save me? Like I would stress that you should go to healthiq.com slash slow ride and find out because they're using all kinds of different methods to, uh, come to their conclusions about, you know, who they can insure and who they can't. And like, they have different ways of, of measuring uh, f- for low-carb dieters, for paleo dieters, for for BMI, for all these different things that other life insurance carriers aren't taking into consideration with athletes. And that stuff really does affect uh, your numbers. So I think it's a, a worthwhile thing. You can check out their FAQ page for more information. But the important thing to do is go to healthiq.com slash slow ride to learn more. That's right. And also thanks to all the members of the Wide Angle Podium Network. We're going to talk a little bit more about you at the end of the podcast, but we really do appreciate those that have uh, decided to uh, buy us a beer. And uh, maybe it's not the support of the Wide Angle Podium. It's one of the other shows. But either way, we do appreciate your love and respect for the podcast. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale CyclocrossWorld.com. And you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, little guy. Any quick question hey, for you? Hey, what's up? So the vault is coming. Uh, kind yep. of a sad uh, moment for us because it is going to be Alberto Contador's very last race, and he's yeah. not a uh, one-day racer. He is a stage racer extraordinaire, and uh, 
Are you going to be sad to see him go? I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be very sad to see him go. He makes every race more exciting. I do think he's going to make this Volta great. I mean, I was excited about the start list anyway, but I think from what we've seen the last few years, even when he's not on top form, he goes down fighting. And I don't see any way he's not going to try to just win it no matter what. Like, I think if he's 25th overall with a couple days to go, he's going to try to get in some, like, huge break that makes 30 minutes. Like, he wants to go out with a crazy win. And think about the last, like, five, six years, how many times he's, like, just turned the Volta upside down, you know? Yeah, and... I, Spencer, how do you feel about Alberto Contador? I mean, um, do you, do you take away from his legacy because of a little uh, tainted meat or uh, the steak, <laughs> of course, the or the clombuterol that he got, or do you think do you see him now as just like you know what he's excited the races? This guy has won two Tour de France's, two Giro's, and three Vueltas, let alone two Paris Nice's, five stages of the Vuelta. Um, he's won Torino Adriatico. He's won seven stages of the Volta. I'm looking at it all here. I mean, that list goes on. How do you feel about uh, Alberto? Uh, I I like him as a bike racer. Like I think, and I think it's gotten even better. Like as he's aged, like as he's come into, I don't know if he's matured or what, but um, uh, you know, he's an exciting. Like, yeah. he's always willing to try something. He's He's got a little of that Valverde in him, you know what I mean? In a more ways than Valverde. one. <laughs> Do you... <laughs> oh, you think they got a mix-up back in, like, 2005? Oh, yeah, Maybe the clinic made a mistake. I mean, he was on the Liberty Segurus team. I mean, yeah. You know, Do you think that... You never know. But, I mean, it's a far departure from his, uh, from his Asana days, from his, um, you know, tour-winning days. Like, he's he's always up there, and he's close, and he's trying, but, like... If something's different, and he's he's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, do you think that's because he not? Because there was a point where he was dominant. He started a Grand Tour. We said for sure he had the win, and I feel like now it's hit or miss. We might get a Contador that wins. We might not. You th- you think it's because he's slowed down? Or everyone got better. I think he's gotten more exciting as he slowed down, personally. Well, I think he's I think he's one of those bike racers that realized he slowed down and changed his tactic tactics yeah. because of it like you'll see a lot of guys like pino is a great example like mm-hmm. not as fast as he was a few years ago still t- kind of tries to do the same thing like hasn't really like sort of is like oh i'm gonna try for stages but he doesn't you know what i mean and mm. alberto he is you know i guess he might be trying to go for stages but he's still trying to finish well in the gc and he does yeah. different things to achieve that goal yeah like he attacks on stages that shouldn't you know, he'll pull 30 seconds out of stage two that had a little uphill finish that nobody thought anything was going to happen on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. Can I say what my um, – or of course I can say it, but you know what my, my favorite year for Contador was when he was on Discovery Channel and he won the, uh, the, the tour? And then was it the next year when Lance came back and there was like that kind of like who's going to be the team leader mm-hmm. and Contador started attacking Lance? Do I have that? Yeah. you remember that? Like that yeah, was yeah, the controversy. Yeah. Like should he be they attacking his teammate? And you're like, what? Yeah, they weren't should. talking. And you're like, wait, are you, are you serious? Like this guy has won Grand Tours and you're asking – Lance went away for two years and here's this guy. I mean Contador, uh, I'm going to miss him. Because he he made races exciting, he was always willing to attack, like this last year's tour. But I will say that there will always be a cloud of suspicion, not really about the, the tainted supplement or the tainted meat, uh, you know, was the excuse. There was just something about um, – he always seemed a little too secretive when it came to, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the one with the motor. <laughs> like, I mean, I – I don't like think that. Like, I just think Bruniel was his director. I mean, I think kind of anyone who who was on yeah, a team that Bruniel okay. ran and was winning Grand Tours is like, I mean, that's that's right there enough to have you taken aside and questioned by the police. I think sometimes sometimes <laughs> things are too good to be true. That being said, yeah, I really enjoyed watching him race, and you know, I any guy that can build his own brand, like remember he had the hat that had like the finger pistol thing, like yeah. there was that, yeah, all um, that finger. He was pistol. probably. He probably suffered the most from the failed uh, Pro Tour team of uh, Fernando Alonso, the F1 driver, because it was going to be Contador was going to be the uh, the leader of that squad, from what I remember. Um, 
But I really liked the Trek signing him for his last year, like to get away from the Tinkoff, because I, I really don't like the Tinkoff guy, Oleg Tinkoff or whatever his name is. Yeah. And the yeah. way that that guy would go after uh, Contador really bothered me. It was like, oh, I'm going to go after this guy because he's the other. He's the one that you know has his private mechanic and and like his entourage that always yeah. follows him. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of Contador. That's what he was. He was a machine. Like he was built for Grand Tours and. It was fun to watch him do it. Yeah. And he would do yeah. all the Grand Tours. That's yeah, the best part. He's them all. He wasn't and Lance. There's not, there's not many. He wasn't Lance. There's not many riders. Yeah. I mean, Nibali's won all of them currently, but there aren't a lot of, you know, it's not a thing that happens as often anymore. I think he's going to make this Volta crazy. I'm super mm-hmm. excited for it. And so, I've got, since we all ponied up for the NBC thing, I'm actually going to watch it this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. The uh, the start list pretty stacked. I'm just going to go through some of the top uh, starters. Um, Chris Froome, straight off of winning the tour, going for the double. You have Vincenzo Nibali. Uh, you have Aru. Fabio Aru is going to be there. You also have Zacharin of Team Katusha. Romain Bardet also on the podium at the tour is there. You have Chavez from Marika uh, Scott, who I think is going to be looking pretty good. Uh, Micah, Adam Yates, and then, uh, oh, what's this way down here? Steven Kreit? Nope, nope. That's Carlos Bettenker also taking to the start line for Movistar. So Warren Barguil, Posa Vivo. Guys, this is a a stacked list for what is arguably the the, the hardest of all the Grand Tours. Now, the the biggest question is when when and where is Worlds... And who is thinking that they can win worlds and will drop out of the Vuelta after two weeks? But you none know, of the, I don't think any of those GC guys think they can win worlds. So they're all in. They're all okay. in. Okay. All right. I'm just checking. I, yeah. I got to be the guy asking these do you, questions. Do you guys know where the world championships are next year? Uh, this year they're Bergen, Berg, something like that. I forget what it's called. It's with a B. No, yeah. they are in Innsbruck. Next the year The championships are in Innsbruck. I think Nor- Norway's next year. Tim, are you sure about that? Oh, I'm looking at 2018. I'm looking at 2018 yeah. is in Innsbruck. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. 2017 is Bergen. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, My bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so who do you guys pick? Let's 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 throw our cards on the table and, and throw it on a top three. Obviously, we're going to do a Velo Games for this like we always do, but... I think we should at least we should at least go in on some top three. We don't have we okay. obviously we're doing the All no right. Froom for our yeah. Velo games, but we could pick him in this. It's he's fair game in this top three I, scenario. I'll homer, I'll homer out here, and I'm going to say Alberto Contador is going to go out on top. Okay, I like it. Um, right. I will say that uh, uh, Chavez will be a solid uh, podium contender. Um, I think that he's been saving it. He's also got Adam Yates to kind of help him out. And then I will say uh, I'm going to go a little. Uh, yeah, I I'm always been a fan of Zacharin. I've always been afraid of the, uh, you know, a Russian Grand Tour podium. They always, uh, you You're know, like afraid a man- of it? I w- No, I was a big fan of Menkov, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Zacharin is going to be the guy. I've always yeah. liked that. Uh, there's always been a good Russian uh, Grand Tour uh, threat and hope, and I think that that's going to be the guy this year. Right. Zacharin also on the podium. So I've got solid Contador. Chavez, Zacharin. Book it, Dano. All right. Do you want me to go, Spencer, or you want to go? Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear. I think Froome's going to win it. I think okay. he's finally going to crack the Volta. I think he really wants it this year. I think he went in weak at the Tour to be good for this. And I think Contador second because I think he's going to just go crazy. He's going to lose by like five seconds. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to go Micah. Third step of the podium. Micah. Oh, wow. They're bringing I think he's a, good. A, a relatively strong team, too, I got to say. I, I think he's. I think he was going to be good at the tour. but And I think, look at the way Aru was good at the tour. He trained for the, the Giro, and then he had to, he, the, the illness. I think when guys get sick or get injured, they actually end up better like a month later. And I think yeah. for him, being hot at the tour, crashing, and then having to rest, I think he's going to be flying at this race yeah i think you might be onto something there uh i think this i think it's been too long we <laughs> too okay. long have we had grand tours without a nobali on the top step uh, yeah yeah that That'd is what we're gonna see here at the vuelta 
Um, he knows that he can do it. He knows he has the pedigree. He knows other people might not give it the respect that it deserves. And he can. he's like, hey, man, sponsors pay me all the same. Like if I win a grand tour. <laughs> so I think he'll be up there. I, uh, I agree. Uh, I, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> I agree with Super Rookie that Zacharin will also be on the podium I yeah. think he will be up there. I think uh, sort of like what you said. He, he had a disappointing uh, previous uh, Grand Tour and will be looking for some some action. So he'll be in some moves and, and taking no chances. And I'm going to put Contador on the third step. Ooh, okay. uh, similar similar uh, theory to you, little guy, that he's going to go just absolutely ballistic and yeah. show us some exciting racing, but it's going to cost him in the end. Uh, That's fair. So he'll be on that third step. Here's I, one yeah. for you guys. Um, yeah. What I one of my favorite things of the Vuelta, uh, more so than the Giro, are the wild card teams because they they <laughs> they go deep. They like the yeah. tour. You kind of know it's going to be all the French teams, and then maybe like you know like whomever you right. Like Wanty there's there's group. not like a there's not like a really like the yeah, Wanty this year, right? Like, well, that makes sense because it's like in Belgium kind of area or whatever. Who's do you guys know off the top of your head who the four wild card teams are for the Vuelta this year? I have not looked, but tell us. Inform us, Super. So the first one, Kofidis. Not really a surprise. They've been around yeah. for a while, so Kofidis is you know, a solid – yeah, but it's you know, a solid squad. No, they're um, not. No, they're not. Well, we, could, we, we could debate that, and, and, and I just won. They're, they're a crap squad. They're, they're, they're crap. They're Spencer, trash. back they're me up much, on this. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much trash these days. They're totally useless. Yeah, I, uh, come Bahani, on. Wait, Bahani has been a crappy sprinter all year, and then two name years. another rider on their two team. Years, Dan, okay, they have Navarro. They have Navarro. Okay, that's yeah. He's on the team, but he's like he's like a domestique on any other team. Okay, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yep, and then and then Florian Seconal or whatever they're riding. He's going to Quick Step next year, so boom! Now they have nobody. They that always have that. Signing. There's always that. Uh, is it Jerome Cousin that's always in the breakaway? He's he's kind of in the tour. He, you kind of know yeah. that guy. All right, Anyways. I'm sorry. Confidence. Okay. I'm sorry. So, I'm gonna dial your number right now and check out a loan. All right, so we've got. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's team one, Kofidis. <laughs> team okay. two, Kaha Rule Rural uh, Seguros. Yep. Now we know yep. them. They, they they race here in America uh, quite a bit. When they remember, they used to do the Philly Pro Week because yep. they're sponsored by Fuji. They, well, they're on the, the Fuji uh, bikes. They're in Colorado right now, I think. Yeah, so not not a surprise there. Spanish continental team. All right, yep. now we're going to go a little deep cut. Well, not super deep cuts. From Ireland, the Aqua Blue Sport team, okay. which I believe is the team of the U.S. national champion. Yep. Right? The road yep. cycling. Yep. Do you guys know who that is? Do you know the name? Oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. That's embarrassing. That's okay. Larry Warboss. Is it? Yeah, Larry Warboss. Yep. Good point. Man. All right, and then the final team. I don't, even, I don't even know what their team's uh, jersey look like. The Manzana Postabon team from Colombia. So, okay, Col- you just made that team up. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited to see this team because it's from South America. It's a Colombian-based team. How often, you know, these, these Grand Tours, we don't get to see people, like, continental teams from outside. Like, you don't see United Healthcare racing in the Giro. Yeah. Well, it's not often... If since maybe the first year we started watching cycling, that I would tune into a Grand Tour and not know what one of the teams looked like. Yeah, yeah. that's. I guess that is one of the things I'm going off of here. So yeah. excited for it. The the Vuelta is once again going to be great. Um, I I thought Kofidis would maybe bring a little bit stronger squad, but uh, <laughs> TJ TJ Van Garder and is uh, TJ Van Garder and is listed as being a favorite. Yeah, he's coming with. with Rephrase that for Tim. I thought Kofidis would bring a stronger squad, but I've recently been informed <laughs> that they are maybe not so, as good as I think they might be. That perhaps, yeah. Let me just throw uh, this one out there, though. <laughs> UAE Team Emirates, yep. they have yeah. a pretty, like, you have Roy Costa, Luis Mentes, Sasha Modelo, and Adapuma. Yeah, for a they, climbing heavy, like, Walta, that's a pretty solid squad. It is. They 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 bring they bring a good squad. I mean, you, some of those guys are on second Grand Tour, so you never yeah, you never know. That's, it's that's a total, the trouble with the Volta. Who won the Volta last year on his second Grand Tour? Well, 
No, I know. I agree. I mean, who... My who, boy Nairo. Who rode like crap on his second Grand Tour this year? Your boy he Nairo. He was riding in support of Bettencourt, and Bettencourt just <laughs> couldn't pull it off. We knew that that was the, uh, that was the secret. Yeah. I'm excited, because uh, that is part of it, is that you don't really know um, who's bringing solid form. Like, is Bardet going to bring the form he had at the tour, or is he just there to poach a couple stages and, and, and hang out, you know? I think... Well, it's, uh, I, it's either way, over. it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It starts on Saturday, so make sure you check it out. NBC Gold Network. Come back to the podcast. And definitely get on the Velo Nick Games team. We're going to have it on Twitter. We will also um, put it out on our Instagram account of what our Velo Games League is. And little guy, before we leave the conversation to the Vuelta, what do you got for us? Hanson. Adam Hanson. He's riding it. Like a week ago, he wasn't going to ride. And then That's right. mysteriously... Uh, he wasn't even on the the like reserve list, and then mysteriously, one of his teammates like broke his hip or something. I oh, don't know. Very Seems mysterious. a little fishy, and suddenly, boom, he's on the so, squad. So More likely, was, I think was Mark Cavendish there on yeah. the side, and he's like, I'm just hey, saying, hey, it's weird. "Yeah, see, I totally took him out. Yeah, where are you, boss?" <laughs> he's saying yeah. somebody took a little a little slip down the stairs, a little unfortunate fall. I just think it's the, a little uh, weird. He wasn't. I mean, he was. Now, how many was, grand tours in a row is this for the shoot for the cobbler? Oh, please this, tell me that's his nickname. Come on. I don't think it is, but we should start it. That should definitely be. Um, I think. I think the cobbler is a good name. Uh, it's probably Adam his favorite Hansen. movie. Um, <laughs> it's a bad movie. Um, <laughs> well, any movie. Called I think the it's cobbler. his nineteenth. I think it's nineteenth. Wow, that's in a row. that's impressive. So. Adam Hansen, I would pick him to be in uh, the um, Lantern Rouge in this one, oh, right? Like, I don't think he'll be that that bad. I, I think more than – I don't actually think he broke his teammate's hip, but I do think that the Lotto-Sudal <laughs> team – Thanks for no, clarifying just, a little bit. I'm saying I do think the Lotto-Sudal team like heard probably a lot of people complaining and were like, oh, this is really bad press. Uh, yeah. For us to leave this guy off the team, especially when if you look at their team, they're just there for stage wins. It's not like they're they're going for the GC or anything. There's kind of no reason to not get that press. Like when you're not guaranteed any result otherwise, why not bring a guy who will get you 15 interviews? You know? Yeah. Like seems like a no brainer. So um, before we get into, we have a big announcement at the end of the the podcast. Uh, big contest. I alluded to it before. We have in our possession probably oh the grandest gosh. giveaway in the history of the podcast. We're going to talk about it at the very end, um, so make sure you stay tuned. But little guy, yep, it's silly season is upon us. Um, of course, that means transfer season where people are like loyalties are being tested, and America's team, Cannondale, <laughs> Draypack has lost has, all their Italians. <laughs> has lost all of their Italians, and of course, this is the. It was for a while an Italian registered team. Um, it it was a, a a merger between Garmin Slipstream and the former team formerly known as Liquigas, yep. uh, Cannondale, that came together. And now we have the Italians, including Dave, David Formolo, uh, more than likely leaving the squad. Yep. Um, How does that make you feel? <laughs> that makes me feel okay. I'm I, I'm interested to see who Cannondale signs because I don't. They haven't really announced a lot of uh, signatures yet, but they've been losing all their Italians. I'm more confused by Formolo supposedly going to Bora. Now I we've, don't understand that. We've bagged on Cannondale for many years. Can they improve they, on this year? This is a pretty impressive year that they've had. Yeah, Let's they, give they've credit a, where it's due. They've had a great year. I agree. Um, sure, why not? Let's see him improve. I mean, I think Aran's still out of contract, so they need to they need to lock him down. Um, yep. And other than that, I mean, they could kind of do whatever, but they just need to make sure they lock him down and why don't is, let him leave. Why would um, Formolo go to Bora? Is it just to ride in support of Micah or ride in support of Leopold Koenig? I don't know. <laughs> or um, Spencer's favorite rider, whose name I can't remember right now. A uh, German That's, dude. It's Buckman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that he went there, too, because, I mean, I guess they don't have, like, a guy for the Giro, but it does seem like as an aspiring GC rider, I, I don't, I don't understand these transfers. I think we have this every year. Landa obviously was the huge example of this going to sky after he had a brilliant GC year at Astana. 
like trying to get out like these guys who are like oh, i just want to lead a team and then you see that they they put pen to paper to go to a team that has like four gc guys and you're like uh do you not know who's on that team did you not just quickly yeah. do a little pro cycling stats real quick and be like oh i'm still yeah. fourth in the pecking order <laughs> yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense um i gotta think with the you mentioned Bora earlier and why people would go there. I think the funny thing about that team is that they can bring on those those climbers and those guys that want to win some stages and stuff because they don't need it. Like, they're mo- mostly concerned about winning sprint stages with Sagan, but they don't need a big lead-out train yeah. team to do that. You know That's what I mean? true. So they've got all this wiggle room for like, oh, yeah, sure, let's – Let's dedicate four guys to being climbers and see if we can get in the GC or see if we can win some stages. Like, it's yeah. it's kind of a brilliant, like Peter Sagan being as good as he is allows them to do that. So that's a good point because they they literally have Sagan. Sagan brings his brother, and then he brings uh, whatever that beastie dude who's his teammate who won the time trial at the tour, who's also a beast. Bo- Bodnar. They bring Bodnar, yeah. Bodnar, and that's it. Probably his bar fight guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bo- have you seen Bodnar? He's a beast. He would he would so, beat up all our bar fight guys. And then yeah, yeah, you're right, Spencer. Then everybody else can do whatever they want. Sagan's like, oh, I mean, you guys so don't have to start. I'll do it. Uh, a, a comment and then a question. Maybe you go to the Bora Hansgrohe team to cash in some of that uh, that prize money because you know when they, when these guys win the stages. They then like throw it all into the hat, and then they equally distribute it. Um, <laughs> and you know you're so, like, getting good. So cut. you know you're going to get a bunch of money after yeah, the tour because that's of true. Now the question: Who do you think commands a bigger salary right now, Peter Sagan or uh, Chris Sagan? Sagan does, I think. You think so? Like, well, who, who Froom, thinks more valuable? Froome just resigned, right? So maybe he's getting more. But I, Sagan's on a huge contract, I think. See, but who would you? Who do you think is more valuable? I think Sagan's more valuable. I mean, really? he's, I, he's, he's press all year long. I mean, but he's and, not winning the biggest of, I mean, he's getting thrown out. Like people well, are like, you're not good. Like they throw him out of the race. He does. That not was have that still good power. press. I'm just, I mean, he, think about it all it year good press that he cheated and crashed out. Mark Cavendish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll reach through the computer and strangle you. He did not crash out. Mark Cavendish. Really? I can't believe I put Mark Cavendish on my bar fight team. I hate him. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Sagan is press all year long, and it's like he's constant good press all year long. Froome is good press for like three weeks in July, and then and will then we the be time. looking back when Chris Froome retires with the the oogly eyes that we have for Alberto Contador? Because come on, guys, we have a track yeah. record of falling in love with people that we hate. And uh, I, th- this, I, is, this is totally Chris Froome. We really want to hate him because he wins all the time. And we're going to look back at this and go like, man, it was actually pretty cool to see Chris Froome out there. No, I'm, I am, I am hundred percent on the Froome wagon. I, I like, he races crazy. He, he's, he's the last few years. He's put in some crazy attacks on the descents. He's funny on the bike. And the fact <laughs> that he, the fact that he goes for the Volta every year, it really endears him to me because he could just win the tour and you could do the Lance. You win the tour, boom, gone. You're yeah. a legend. You win the tour five times, but he keeps showing up at the Volta and not winning, and he just keeps yeah. coming back. Like the fact that every time he he didn't just do it once, that every year he's like, "Nah, I gotta win this Volta." Like he's he's on a mission to do a double, I, and I like that. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what I do like about Chris Froome, and it, it annoys me that he wins and that he's like far and away the favorite for the tour and really dominate, like for good reason. Um, but what I like about him is that when you do discover a flaw with Chris Froome, he he addresses it. Like, he works on it, and he comes back, and he's not bad at it. Like, like the descending, uh, you know, yeah. he wasn't great at that. And then he, he is very good at it now. And, like, yeah. there's been numerous, like, every year there's one weakness that that mm-hmm. that his rivals discover, and they try to exploit, and it doesn't work, but, like, it could have, you know, if things had broke a little different. And then the next year, that weakness isn't there anymore. Like, he's he's solved it, you know? So is, is the way he solves it by just buying the best competition? Whoa. Like, like he, he's taking a book out of Lance's page. He's like, oh, Harris, mm, he's going to be so, trouble in a few well, years. Well, yes, so but also, yeah, people are leaving, man. Sky's been losing riders this year. Well, and the hole in Tim's theory is that uh, if he's hiring all the best riders, where's Nairo? 
<laughs> well, that's been debated, right? Is he going so, there, Tim? So here, well, here, here's a question that I have for you off of that. I don't, I don't even want to think about that right now. But, <laughs> yeah. but here, here's the bigger question: yeah. Do you um, does Chris Froome dominate and win the Tour de France off of Team Sky? Like, not, I'm not saying put him on a Kofidis, another. No, poor team. I mean, Apparently obviously Sky's awesome, but if, I mean, if, if he's team, on but... Movistar, does Chris Froome win uh, the Tour? That's a strange comparison because Movistar has been a pretty solid team yeah. for their leaders too. I mean, I think, yeah, he wins on them. But maybe if he's on FDJ, no, he doesn't win. He's about AG2R. Oh, then he'd win too. I mean, AG2R crushed it this year at the Tour. Yeah, I think I think he's team handled. effort. Right. I was just I, curious. I, I think I, I, I'll, I'll be interested. Sky's lost a bunch of riders. I mean, they've got some strong guys who've like re up, but they've also been losing a lot of support riders. So, like, we'll see Do we how know, they are next did, year. Do we know where Landa's going next year? I don't think it's confirmed anywhere yet. I don't know. Spencer, you heard? I haven't heard a confirmation. Well, I, I talked to uh, Landa the other day, but yeah, yeah what's not, he saying? not at Liberty to uh, to disclose. Was he at his home in uh, <laughs> in Bogota? Uh, I'm it's Dunkirk. I'm at, I'm He's also in, he not... lives in Dunkirk. D- Dunkirk, <laughs> Colombia? Yes. Yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Um, one more thing well, I want to say about Silly Season was just that FDJ has been making some <clears throat> sweet moves for the Spring Classics, I think. They're getting rid of some of the, 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 the extra uh, that they don't need anymore. But I, I like that Gallopin went to AG2R. I think he hmm. needs to be on a French team. It's going to make him better. Yeah. That's an interesting move. I think sure. it's a good move. I think it's going to be a good move. Um, so I looked down at what Heimar Zubeldia Tom's Boonen was wearing today. Was wearing a uh, brown and blue onesie. I sent a picture to you, uh, little yeah, guy. Yeah, I saw it's that. It's actually, I, I think, it. a onesie we got from you uh, when Tom Boone and Tom Boone grew out of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I grew out of it. Man, yeah, I really like that color already... combination: brown and baby blue. So good. I I think I think Gallopin's gonna look good in it. I think it's gonna be nice. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about Rain Terame going to, to uh, 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 what you call it? Oh, I can't even think of their name. Oh, Dimension Data, I think. Isn't he? Yep. Direct energy. Oh, he's going to direct energy. Yep. For some reason, I thought it was Dimension Data. Yeah. I'm excited about well, that just because he won't be on Katusha working for other people. And then the and other I one like that him. you wanted to, that you were a little sad about is Posa Vivo probably going to Team Bahrain. Yeah, I am sad because I don't really want to like that team, but what are you going to do, I guess? I, and, I, uh, I like Posa Vivo. Well, I'm going to put on my Segway Sam hat and just go right into You know what I'm most excited and looking forward to, little guy? Hmm. The second edition of Klein Corner in the bonus content of the <laughs> Wide Angle Podium oh. uh, member uh, area. So yeah. the second Klein Corner. Now, the first Klein Corner, we compiled a bunch of Klein uh, bikes, and uh, you recorded your comments over. It was a very popular uh, thing for our uh, subscribers and I I'm, uh, and supporters. I'm very excited to see the next one because as a Klein fan, um, you know they're out there. So make sure you hashtag Klein Corner when you see a Klein out there in the wild. <laughs> and uh, maybe when you hashtag yep. those Klein Corners you see in the wild, we'll include those in the mm-hmm. third edition of Klein Corner uh, yep. coming up. Can I do a little Klein Corner right now, just a sneak peek into the world of Klein Corner? Yes. Sure. I uh, crashed my Klein today and I bent my derailleur hanger. Single tier down my face it'll be fine it'll get fixed it'll, it'll bend back but it is currently bent and it bummed me out even though i could still ride it for the rest of the ride that's, were that's you, were you doing a race was it a race or no, i was just riding i was just riding at worth and i and i slipped off a little log and trailer hanger bent oh wow bummer well yeah. so you can get that kind of uh, Klein Corner action in the bonus content um, if you become a supporter of the network for as little as yep. $5 a month um, you will get a water bottle uh, for this month only so now is the month, time, month to sign up uh, you can uh, direct the uh, your donation to go to any show that you'd like which is fantastic so it's kind of like buying a virtual beer or a virtual tip of the cap we do support it we get over half a million downloads um, every what's uh, six months, nine months. I mean, we're we're at crazy amount of tetrabytes, which apparently is a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And so it does cost some money to keep the network on the air. So we do support, uh, we do appreciate all of the supporters that want to uh, help us out. Definitely. Yeah. If if you want me to correct all your numbers, there, I can do that uh, for you. Um, we're not about facts on this podcast, Spencer. 
2017 so far to date, like from Jane one until now, we are over half a million downloads for all wow. the shows across the network. And that does take two terabytes of bandwidth every month uh, that we have to pay for. Um, the Wide Angle Podium Network pays for all the bandwidth for all the shows to keep us all on the air and make our lives easier. And so this is how we give back. We get our listeners to support the network and us and other shows uh, however they see fit. And um, it's, a little, it's a little win-win for everybody because we get to survive uh, – you make life easier for everybody, and we, you know, shoot you over water bottles, some bonus content, a fidget spinner, which I'm spinning right now. I've been spinning under the desk here all show long. It's it's kept me entertained and uh, focused on the task at hand, and it can help you too. Um, so those are some of the things that uh, that we're doing. Um, Wide Angle Podiums working hard to bring you even more shows. We're trying to grow. We're trying to do some more cool stuff. Uh, we're, you know, we're working on that Klein Corner episode two, uh, video. I gotta say, Tim, you brought that up. I watched the original Klein Corner, uh, the other day, um, because we had talked about it last week. I, I laughed out loud probably five different times during that video. You're welcome. It's, it's pretty, it was mostly my editing that I laughed at because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, all those, all those star swipes, star wipes or whatever. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, but yeah, if you're a supporter, you get to watch, uh, the, the one and only a Klein corner and volume two coming soon, volume three to follow. Uh, we've got bonus content up there Honest bicycle program. Just put up uh, their bonus content. They have a very, uh, in-depth review of the movie breaking away, uh, which Ooh, they, nice. they actually got into some stuff that like I hadn't thought about and I haven't watched that movie in a few years, yeah. but I'm familiar enough with it that they, as they walk through the plot and pointed out some things, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I never thought of that that way. So I'm going to have to get know. on this. Or, cool. Did they yeah. point out the holes in the plot? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like how they tape the pedal, like tape the feet to the pedals? Uh, they, get, they, get, they get pretty in-depth. I'm going to just okay. leave it there. But, yes, they get into... <laughs> All the conspiracy theories that I know you are mm. all about, Tim. All right, and then when he was in the big ring, but it looked like he was in the small ring, things like that. <laughs> Draft, drafting behind the truck. Um, oh, that's the best part. That's great. No, that's yeah. not the best part, but it, it's it's good. It, yeah, yeah it's all a good that and more. Uh, I right. know uh, the best part is when his hand gets stuck in the bowling ball and they have the fight. No, the best part is when uh, what's his name takes his shirt off at the quarry. Man, dude's ripped. Dennis Quaid. Yeah, Quaid. <laughs> I know everyone's new favorite show, Bike Shop CX, has also got uh, bonus content coming. So this stuff is coming fast and furious. And I got to say, uh, the, the hot rumor that's out there right now is that Crosshairs Radio might be working on a brand new long-awaited Sven Ness video Whoa. that will only be available for bonus content for Wide Angle oh, Podium members. That's awesome. So that, That's quite the carrot. That's a, that's an amazing carrot. If you want to watch Fedness, you got to become a member of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Yeah, yeah. So when you think about it like that, and you think about all the stuff that people involved with Wide Angle Podium bring you bring to your cycling life every day, uh, you know, we hope that you feel that that's worth a little bit every month. Well, and I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, good friend of ours, friend of the podcast, Andrew Roche of uh, Trek, hooked us up. This is the big announcement. For anybody that becomes a supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network and clicks that button for the Slow Ride podcast, um, oh. and we'll just say it's at uh, what, what do you think, Spencer? Five bucks a month. Five bucks a month five. gets you an entry into this. Five seems fine. Yeah, if you, if okay. you do if a five dollar or more recurring recur- membership, so if you become a five dollar or more recurring member, you get the the water bottle, and this is what you're going to get. You're going to get the chance to win a signed. Signed, Heimar Zubeldia Trek Segafreda kit. Signed Damn. from his so very did. last from his very last race. That's the part that, like this, he signed it before he took the start line of uh, 
the San Sebastian race that we all watch, where he was the number one. He he signed it and he uh, they sent it to us. It's got the pinstripe. It looks fantastic. That's the great. Trek Sega Fredo kit on the very last day of Heimar Zubeldia. Now, Spencer, you yeah. did hit me up. You said, "Hey, Tim, should should Andrew mail this to your address in Orlando?" <laughs> That's dangerous. And, and, and very it's dangerous. very dangerous. And I said, "No, for the good of the squad, for the good of the <laughs> network, he should send it to you." Because you didn't want to just hold it, it for a day or two? No, it would have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah, like that definitely. Like, and you guys would have found me like years later, like hanging out, and the only thing that I'd have is I was curled up in the ball because the heat wasn't working in my uh, reclusive uh, mountain estate. Mountain cabin would be the the High Marzubeldia jersey, keeping me warm at night. Uh-huh. So there you go. Become a five yeah. five dollars nice. reoccurring supporting member. Of the Wide Angle Podium Network and the Slow Ride Podcast. you got to click the Slow Ride Podcast button. I'm bribing you here because we organize this. You can support the other networks, but if you only are supporting the We Got to Hang Out podcast, that's fantastic. That's great. We're, no we're stoked. No Zabeldia opportunity. Yep. So, yeah, this is, this is a limited edition jersey. This is their Tour de France edition jersey. This is not one you can go pick up in the store. Uh, so you know it's legit. It's. I'm looking at a photo of it that Andrew sent to us right now. It's signed right there over the heart. Of course it's over by, the heart. By Heimar Zabeldia. And I'll say this. We have some long-term um, supporters of the network. If you're a long-term supporting member of the network, you're also entered into this. So if you've been a supporter with us for the last year, you're entered into this contest. We do, we're not going to forget you. We, but new people, you might get two entries. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just trying to make my life harder? It just, yeah, that's complicated. Okay. <laughs> I like it's a good bribe, I mean. Yeah. Anyway, so go to WideAnglePodium.com. Find out more about the uh, the how to become a supporter of the network, all the different shows. We would appreciate it. And um, anything else you guys want to add on this uh, before we wrap up the pledge drive and our episode? Uh, no. Cross is coming. Cross is coming, and we'd also like to thank HealthIQ.com slash SlowRide, a long-term partner of the network and of our podcast, for uh, continued support. We'd also like to thank those people that are already members of the uh, uh, podcast network and uh, mm-hmm. already accessing that bonus material. And we'd like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music. Always, always, always wave at those fellow cyclists you see out there on the road. They are very important to us and to you. It raises the culture. And uh, I'm out. This is Tim in Orlando. I'm also out. I'm Matt in Minneapolis. (laughs) Uh, This is Spencer in Boston. Uh, We will talk to you next week. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Hingapi.